Praise the Lord, everybody. Hey, I just want to say thank you once again for tuning in to another edition of Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Pastor Nathan Brozier, and I'm just excited about diving right into uh, this particular session. Here going at Bridgeway Christian Center, we are getting ready to jump into uh, the journey through James, and that's going to be on Wednesdays, and we're going to be just kind of in, inviting people to understand what James is trying to deliver and, uh, and, and, and push towards the church to bring encouragement, uh, to enlighten, to correct and direct and, uh, and just kind of break, break down the church of some great wisdom that he has to offer in this particular book. So if you have your Bibles, today I want to simply title this Faith in God Alone faith in God alone. We have faith in so many other things in this world. We have faith in our jobs. We have faith in our spouses. We put faith in our relationships outside of, of God. And but yet today I just simply want to dive into the thought process of faith in God alone. And so if you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of James chapter one, verses five through eight. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation so you can follow along in that translation. And it reads this way in verse five. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. That's the scripture today, and I want to really kind of break down some things that I'm believing that, you know, Paul is trying to, excuse me, James is trying to express to the church. Uh, And so we're going to really kind of jump into this tonight, and I've been preparing this stuff on Wednesdays. Uh, we're getting ready to have Bible class or midweek service here in the next two hours. And so I just kind of wanted to like give you what's on my heart uh, or in my spirit to release uh, for you to take in before if you're not going to be here on Wednesday nights. Uh, but simply put, faith in God alone. You know, we hear that statement, my hope, my faith, I trust in God, my Savior. We sing a song here at Bridgeway. You may sing it as well. It's just simply put, I, I, I put my trust in God. And uh, But our faith in God should be built on him and him alone. And I know sometimes we look throughout this world and we, we our faith is built on our relationships uh, with people. Our, relation, our, our faith is built upon our job, that it's going to be there. Our faith is built upon our spouse, maybe, or children. We just have so much faith and we put so much stock into those things. But James is expressing something here in, in, in chapter one, uh, verses five through eight, but mainly in six, it says, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Now, when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone, he's saying here in the scripture. Why do you think James would have or even make that statement? You know, those things always cross your mind. Why would you think that he would have, you know, the audacity to say, you know, make sure when you do pray that your faith is in God alone. Now you're praying to an omnipotent God. You're praying to an all-knowing God. And and he's telling you to pray, to pray to God. 
but he had to specify something that's that always kind of like rubs some, you know, rubs our flesh wrong. Let me say it like that, because he had to remind us, make sure when you do ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Why would he say that is the thought. Our faith sometimes is dependent on things outside of God. Our finite minds can only comprehend on the natural. So we base our faith on what we know already to be is true. Sometimes we base our faith on what we know we're capable of doing. We base our faith sometimes on the things that we know that we can do on our own, our own strength, our own abilities. And there's some things that, I dare I say, that we don't even really need God's permission. We know how to get some things done if we want it bad enough. Now, this is something that, that James is really trying to hone in on right here to get us to become completely reliant on God or completely reliable on God and not our own agenda, not our own selves, not our own gifts, not our own abilities, but have faith in God, in God alone, as he said in chapter one, verse six. Now the world has said this is possible or that is possible by what we know to be true. James said it in this way, our loyalty is divided between, or excuse me, divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Now, if you've ever grew up, let's just read in King James Version uh, only, this is where it would say, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Now, our faith isn't based off of what the world can give and produce for us, but our faith is built on nothing less, as the old song would say, than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. It would go on to say, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And then it would go, all other ground is sinking sand. Listen, our faith should only be built upon God and God alone. Sometimes we try to depend on our own selves or people that we know are capable of helping. But listen, our faith needs to be wholly divided only upon him, that where we trust in the all-knowing God who is capable to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ever ask or even think according to the power, this is the scripture too, according to the power that worketh in you and I. Listen, he said he can go above and beyond. Even think anything our finite minds could comprehend. He said he could go above and beyond anything we think or even imagine. So that's the finite minds. That means when we have to allow ourselves to believe and have our faith truly in a God who is outside of time, who has infinite wisdom, who is beyond the, the wisdom of man and beyond our finite minds to understand that we can call upon the name of the Lord and believe by faith that he can move any obstacle, that he can make a way where there seems to be no way, that he can provide a way. We, we, we look through the scriptures in Joshua and, and seeing what Moses had taken the children of Israel 
We see Moses had went to the Red Sea and they thought that this was the end. Even some of them says, did you bring us out of Egypt so that we would die out here? And then all of a sudden, God told him to stretch forth this rod. And as we know the story, Moses stretched forth this rod and the Bible says that the sea parted right down the middle. And it allowed the children of Israel to walk upon, which is still blows my mind, to walk upon dry land. Now, just try to get your mind wrapped around that. That this was the ocean sea floor. That God, when he opened the sea, he caused even the ground to be dry for them to walk across. And then we are, obviously, as Moses passes away, one of Joshua's very first things that he was sought after to do or set to do is he was told to go across the Jordan River. Now, this was at a season that it was at, it was flowing. I believe it was harvest season. And as we know, the story that he therefore went, the Bible says that the water was going over the banks. So this wasn't them some little creek. This wasn't some little two-foot uh, river band, band or bend that you could go right across. This was an overflowing river that was over the banks. And so, I don't know, I've been canoeing a few times in my life and there's a certain river that I've went down and come to realize that some of the grounds were 10 to 15. And I've been through, I went canoeing one time during a season that was flooding and raining that it, I can truly say that the waters were so, it was so deep that I could not have ever touched in, in the rushing, in the currents of how it was when the water was so high that Joshua was sat, did the exact same thing and he believed in God and he said, God, if you're telling me to go there, then I'm going forth. And the Bible says that he took the Levitical priest and, and they went and they took the Ark of the Covenant. And as soon as they first touched the water, uh, their, their feet touched the water of the Jordan River, the Bible says that it went, it went backwards. The water moved backwards. So listen, the reason I'm saying this, when God tells us to do something, we can't use our finite minds to try to say, well, here's how we're going to do that. Here's how we're going to do this. We must believe by faith. We must trust in God fully and wholly. Faith in God alone. There it is. If we can do it on our own, we wouldn't need a God, right? We can do it on our own and then we would get all the glory. We would get all the fame. But God is asking the body of Christ to believe him for the impossible. Look what he says. Man can, with man, all things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Listen, he can move obstacles on your behalf, if you truly just have faith in God alone. Our faith isn't based, and let me read it one more time, our faith isn't based off what the world can give and produce for us, but our faith is built on nothing less than Jesus's blood and his righteousness. Come on, let that sink into your spirit. James said, listen, James said it this way, a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Now there's this terminology, and I'm gonna be brief here. There's this terminology that kind of irks me and it's called bandwagon. Have you ever heard of the statement bandwagon? Now, that, now this isn't a sports reference, obviously. I'm a sports guy. And so a lot of my references are always based. <laughs> Sorry, you figured it out by now, hopefully. That most of the majority of my references are based around 
things that I, I enjoy and I love. But there's this terminology about bandwagons fans. Bandwagon fans challenge me as a fanatic of sports. Now, let me help you out. What a bandwagon is, is somebody who doesn't specify who they're for. And then all of a sudden, here's an example. Somebody, hey, what's your favorite football team? Oh, I'm a Kansas City Chief. I love the Chiefs. Well, why is that? Because they've won two back-to-back -back Super Bowls. And then you go on and ask, what, what's your favorite basketball team? Oh, I love Steph Curry. Oh, I love LeBron James. Oh, I love whoever's winning the NBA championships. Then you go, who's your favorite baseball team? Oh, man, gosh, I love the Braves. Oh, I love the Dodgers. I love, I love whoever's winning. I love the Astros. I love whoever's winning. And the reason that it gets with me is because I see so many Christians today that are flip-flopping back and forth. Uh, they're just flip-flopping back and forth uh, is the definition that I see that James is describing here. We're flip-flopping back and forth. One foot in the world, one foot out in, in the things of God. We're flip-flopping back and forth. Whatever we feel today is where we're going to be standing firm upon. We must be, and I'm going to end like this. We must be steadfast, unmovable in our faith, in our walk with God. That we must have to truly, we have to truly have faith in God alone. And stop going playing both sides because that considered, as, as James said here, that's an unwaver. You're like the way, uh, uh, the, how do you say, the, the, the storms or the winds that are tossing the seas. You're wavering back and forth. You're not settled upon something that God is trying to tell you to settle on. And this is where he, I'm trying to get to you today. Have faith in God alone. Don't, don't have your dependency on, on what you can do. Don't put your dependency on what you're capable of doing. But this is where we have to truly have this thing called blind faith. Trusting that God will perform, do what he said he would do. Because there's some things, listen, pastors, let me talk to you. We've been praying and praying and praying that God would send a harvest into our churches. And sometimes we begin, and we all fall guilty of this. I'll be the first one to admit. We all fall guilty of trying to figure out what we can do on our own. And there's some things, don't hear me saying that, that we can't do things. We can do some things. We gotta put the, we gotta put the foot forward, so to speak. And, and we gotta understand that faith is a corresponding action. It's, we have to do something in order for faith to work. We can all say faith, 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 I got faith, I got faith, but we never put the plow to the ground. We never open up our mouth and speak what thus saith the Lord in his word. Now, this is the corresponding action of our faith. We have to open up our mouth. We have to do some things. We have to physically do some things. And, and listen to what I'm saying, though. Sometimes we try to figure out what we know to do. But this is where our faith in God alone has to come in, that we have to trust an all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful working God. That, listen, you know, there's an old show, this is older than me actually, that this old sitcom show was called Father Knows Best. Listen, some of us, we need to realize that we don't know it all and that God knows what's best for us. Sometimes we try to push doors open. Sometimes we try to shut doors, but God wants us to allow him to fully operate 
in us. And you know what we have to do? Is that we have to put our faith in God alone. Hey, I hope this encourages you today because I want your faith to increase. I want your faith to rise. Maybe you're praying for your family. Maybe you're praying for an un- unsaved spouse or loved one that's in your home or maybe was in your home and they're doing their own thing, so to speak. Listen, it's time for us to just put our faith in God alone. If he can move the mountains, and if he can calm the storms and the seas, if he can calm the waves from tossing to and fro, don't you think he can move on your behalf? If he can can heal the sick and raise the dead, don't you think he can mend what's broken in your life? Don't you think he can heal and restore you? God said in his word that he's no, he's, he's no respecter of any persons. So what he did for him or what he did for her, he can still do that for you. You know what we got to do? We just got to have faith in God alone. Hey, let me pray for you right now before we dismiss and I let you go. Father, I just love you. I love your word. I love I love how you orchestrate certain things and you open up doors that only we know that you can open them. And God, we know that you will shut doors that we know that you can only shut. God, this is our faith is this is our faith and our hope that's built upon you. Anything else we base our faith on or our hope on, God will just begin to wither away and go through our fingertips. But God, if we trust in you, And if we put our faith in you, God, alone, as James said, then you will be pleased with us. God, we want to see your hand mightily over this church at Bridgeway Christian Center. But God, I pray that you'll begin to raise up men and women of God in whatever demograph they're in and whatever their circle they're in right now. You know, God, maybe they're watching from another country. Maybe they're watching from another state. God, we know that you are no respecter of persons. And what you are doing for somebody across the country, you can do for us. God, what doors you have opened for those in California or New York, you can open those same doors for us wherever you may be. Here in Indiana, I speak for myself. God, my faith is built upon you and you alone. My agenda is driven that I want more of you and less of myself. So Father, I pray strength over everyone listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube right now. God, give them strength and the courage to go and do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, hey, thank you once again for tuning in to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Brozier. Until next time, I'll probably see you next week. God bless you. Opus. Opus.